Hi, my name's Matt, and this is a podcast about life after the coronavirus vaccine. Welcome to episode 27. Six months later. So it has been six months since I took myself to the Royal South Hans Hospital and had my first dose of vaccination against COVID-19. The world then and the world now feel very, very different. It feels quite surreal that in six months we have gone from the UK being in lockdown from one more transmissible variant the one we used to call the Kent variant but now know as Alpha, to England opening up, having removed most legal restrictions despite another, even more transmissible one. It feels very much like, in such a short space of time, especially both the vaccines and the Delta variant have completely changed the course and the nature of this pandemic and the world they are shaping in their wake. The Centers for Disease Control, the CDC in America, estimate that the Delta variant is as transmissible as chickenpox, with UK research estimating that it is 60 to 40% more transmissible than the already more transmissible Alpha variant. The Delta variant has, quite literally, changed the very nature of this pandemic and without vaccines it is terrifying to think of the position we would be in. But vaccines have also changed this pandemic too. Latest research from Imperial College London suggests that even against the Delta variant, doubly vaccinated people are three times less likely to be infected with COVID and protection against hospitalisation is between 92 and 96%, depending on which vaccine you've had. Even as cases fall in the UK, with the most recent data suggesting some plateauing a little, the situation we are in now still feels risky. But it is nothing compared to where we would be without vaccines. In many ways, vaccination is so very personal. It is a moment, or I suppose technically two moments for each of us in a treatment room with a nurse and a needle. But it is also this huge thing that when you add up the millions and eventually billions of doses of individual experiences added up, they will change the course of history. Returning to the personal though, In today's episode, I've gone back to the beginning, back to episode one, and for the first time in a while, I listened back to it and recorded my reaction. I won't play the whole of episode one, but I will drop in enough so you can hear what I'm reacting to. I'm really curious to look back on myself six months ago and relive that time with the experiences I have now many of which I had no idea were coming. Hi, my name's Mark. So for the past nearly 10 months now, I have, you know, practised pretty 
serious and significant social distancing for quite long periods of time. And looking back, it's kind of, it's so weird to think about how little I saw people for such a long time. I've really started to take for granted that I can essentially see pretty much whoever I'd like to see whenever I'd like. Yeah, that first year of the pandemic was was really tough for that reason. And that really, really changed just a couple of days ago when I got my text message from my GP inviting me to book an appointment for my first vaccination. I remember... I remember that excitement of that text message as if it was yesterday. It was such a powerful moment. It's so hard to put into words. But I just... uh, Those experiences, they stay with you. And it's, it's kind of ridiculous that a single text message can have that kind of impact. But that's the difference that vaccination is making. So I'm I'm recording this just the night before the night before my vaccination. Feeling a little nervous, I'm not gonna lie, but also I just keep getting these little like twinges of just such excitement. It's so strange to think about now, but I I felt so nervous about going to a hospital, about being out, but there was no there was no way I would have let anything stop me get that vaccination. There was a lot of that clattering about of recorded sound in episode one. And thank you for everyone who patiently sat through listening to it all. It's weird. I didn't explain it in that episode. But one of the reasons I captured all of those sounds was because at that point, leaving the house was a special occasion. That's so ridiculous to say. I leave the house so many times each day, even if it's just to pop to the shop now. Six months later, that doesn't feel like a novelty at all. It wouldn't even occur to me to record those sounds. But at the time, it felt like something novel, something new, something different. So it's about 10 to 9 on Sunday the 7th of February. I have just left the house, I'm all masked up and walking up to the Royal Southampton Hospital. I just can't wait. I'm too excited. I'm like that kid in the Disney, the Disney World advert. I still remember that excitement. I still remember the skip in my step. I remember that walk so vividly. And it's not because it's a particularly remarkable journey. I walk those same streets all the time 
But the memory of those emotions, of that feeling, of knowing that this was the beginning of the end of such a difficult period of life, that really, that really sticks with you. Feeling really like, feeling really um, quite emotional about it. I'm feeling really quite emotional about it again now. Yes, my teeth were chattering in the cold. Yes, I was sniffling from the cold winter air. But it's so strange to hear yourself have that kind of emotional reaction recorded. It immediately just takes me right back to that place. And I remember that. It was exactly as I felt right then. I remember that feeling. Uh, yes. Any symptoms in you, you in the family? No. No. Yeah. Thank you very much. Those were the days of temperature checks at the door and one-way systems and... I suppose many of the hand sanitizer stations have stuck around, but so many of those things from back in February are now a distant memory. The vaccination centre was organised with incredible precision. It was so comforting how well organised everything was. At that stage, vaccination was only open to older people and more vulnerable people, and so Many of the people there had experiences similar to mine around feeling nervous about social contact, perhaps for the first time in a long time. But it was so well organised. I think sometimes we take our great NHS for granted, but they have done and continue to do an incredible job at rolling out such a large-scale vaccination programme. I'm so grateful for that day. I'm so grateful for the second dose day 12 weeks later. And I remember the electricity I felt, the excitement I felt, the gratitude I felt, even for people standing at the door to temperature check. Sitting on that blue chair, I remember the nerves. I remember the excitement. I remember the nervousness. Have a seat. I need to just do a few bits of paperwork and things there. Because you're on the internet, it might be on the internet. It doesn't make absolute reaction as some other people's work on it. I don't know. They haven't done the trials and we can't quantify it, but it's still worth having. They have now done at least some trials and understand more about the way immune-suppressed people respond to the vaccine. It may not be as strong in some immune-suppressed people as it would be in the general population, but for people on medication like mine, especially at doses like mine, and especially after two doses of the vaccine, there's strong evidence to suggest the immune response is pretty good. 
we're already talking about booster doses potentially even from next month, September. Looking back to February, we knew the vaccine was safe. We knew it would be effective for most people and it was such a clear win to have it. But over the past six months, there has continued to be that lingering uncertainty about how effective the vaccine would be for me. It's often raised its head in anxious thoughts and worries. And actually, back in February, I didn't worry about it very much at all. But that's because back in February, life wasn't very open at all. As life has opened up, as things have returned to more like normal, the need for that protection of vaccination to really work has increased. And it will continue to increase in the coming months as more things open up, as more things become possible, whether that's vaccine passports to fly to America or booster doses to get us through the winter and the years ahead. Oh, I wasn't expecting to, I wasn't expecting to, I really wasn't expecting to be taken back into that moment so meaningfully. I can't remember which episode I talked about it in. It's the idea that this pandemic won't end all at once, that it will end for each of us in that moment of vaccination. And, you know, yes, there's the gap between doses and the gap before it becomes fully effective. But that moment of the needle going into the arm, that was the moment this pandemic started to end for me. And there have been so many ups and downs since. But that moment, even now, that moment still feels like, like the end. In terms of like it actually happening the moment like it's like it's almost like nothing for something that's so significant in terms of the way it's going to change things going forward it's so momentous but in that moment it was like oh oh oh, oh that's it oh oh it's done <laughs> it's still quite incredible to think that something that is so easy for each of us to do will not just make such a big difference to our own lives but when you add up 
each of those individual choices in their millions, in their billions, that it will quite literally change the course of history. I had a vague sense of that, I think, six months ago. But in all that has happened since, I could not be more sure that that has to be the case. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. You can find the podcast on social media at Life After Vax, V-A-X on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to reach out for a more meaningful connection, you can drop me an email. Hi at lifeaftervax.com. Until next time.